1: You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on paratalkradio.com, a member of the WLFE digital broadcast family, and is intended for listeners over 16. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors.
2: Now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Wow, that was a little loud, but uh, I tried to catch it just in time. So uh, welcome, everybody, to Paratalk Radio, and there is Miss Psychic Cindy.
3: Hi, everybody.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Putting on your little lip gloss there, dear.
3: Mm I did, I forgot
2: to. Get your little lips all nice and shiny. Mm
3: -hmm. Shiny, heiny. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, tonight we have a we have a great guest for you this evening. Um, very excited to have him here with us. Um we have met. Well, actually, I know Cindy had a nice conversation with him at Gettysburg, um, Battlefield Bash. And mm-hmm. um, I know I spoke to you a couple times, Justin, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like the conversation that you and Cindy had, which was cool. Um, but uh Mr. Justin Brown is joining us here from Interface Death, and uh we're so excited yeah. to have you here tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. I've been looking forward to this.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's going to be great.
3: Can I say hi to some people that I have here?
2: Sure. Go for it. That's your job anyways, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't have everybody, but because you are doing a watch party. I should Maybe I should do a watch party, too, but it would be on my phone. I don't yeah, like when great. we do watch parties because it doesn't show the comments in our stream.
2: Right. The well, that's the part frustrating. It is a little frustrating, but, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll go. You go for it. What you got, dear?
3: Okay. I have, hi, Missy Vasteen. Hi, Josh Bender. Hi, Derek Schreiner. Hi, Jamie Gamber. Hi, Barry Martz. Hi, Bill Davis. Hi, Diane Reamer oh. McCarthy.
2: Yeah, Diana, <laughs> we haven't seen or heard from you in a while. We love you and miss you. Uh, she's a I part know. of the... Oh, no. Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators Teams Um, Mm -hmm. Love her, love her, love her So um, we are um, Teddy's trying to get a watch party Started so that we do have that extra on there But guys, you know how this works with Paratalk Radio, we're here to have a good time We're talking paranormal stuff And you know, to me It just seems like why not Get one of those guys in the field That uh, is out there Doing it, you know and yeah. um why not? So uh good why evening, Sin City Paranormal. So uh Justin, um like I said, uh welcome to the show again. Let's let's start right off with uh what got you into the paranormal and how long have you been doing it?
1: Well, uh it's it's not a short answer. Um good okay. thing good thing <laughs> Thank we're on God. A, it's a two hour show. Yeah, good thing it's a long format. <laughs> so I, I I don't like skipping over the things you know, that really convey my story. Cause I think my story is pretty unique and in the individuals involved, but um, it all starts with my mom. She's a very talented individual, you know, similar to Cindy. She has metaphysical qualities and <laughs> uh, on the spectrum, it's high, extremely high mm-hmm. and uh, alien abductions, ghost encounters, time slips, mm-hmm. All that Fortean crap just (laughs) baked into my upbringing.
4: Lord
1: have
3: mercy. I thought my kids had it bad.
1: (laughs) Well, I I can't speak for your kids, but I had it pretty bad. (laughs) And (laughs) I thought, I mean, ultimately, I thought my mom was just crazy, right?
3: (laughs) I'm sure my kids do, too.
1: And she would tell me just the craziest stories you can imagine, you know, just... Everything across the board she was telling me about, and you know, a lot of them I was terrified about. Uh, a lot of a lot of her stories involved a three hundred year old farmhouse she grew up in.
3: Oh and my gosh!
1: Flipping over on Christmas Eve and visiting some parts of the house. You know, I spent a lot of time there. It was creepy, and I was scared. <laughs> I was, you know, I was a child that was, you know, genuinely scared of all this stuff. You know, because I I feel like everybody has psychic ability at some point at some level. And yeah. even if, even if it's psychological front loading, when you're presented with all the stuff, you're going to have this, there's someone looking at me feeling, or this fear of what's behind that door or in that closet type feel mixed with yeah. this old house in rural Ohio. <laughs> I was just like, it was, it wasn't a good recipe. So I, I grew up with my mom's stories okay. and about my mid twenties, I started having my own experiences that involved my son and some other friends, but uh, we moved into a house in Hillsborough, um, the Southern part of Hillsborough around 1990. And my parents purchased it from a firefighter, a local firefighter, really nice house, um, suburb Mm -hmm. in a small rural community. And we moved in nice house. We fixed it up. Nothing weird was going on. Well, about a year later, the firefighter, from what I know, started having marital issues to where maybe his wife was started seeing other people and he didn't Uh, take that well. So he ended up eventually taking his own life and result of that. Oh Oh my god! It is. And uh, what was strange was we started experiencing things at the house right immediately after that. Um, Mm -hmm. The first, the first thing would happen just like in all typical hauntings as they start off the footsteps, the weird vibes, feelings, you know, presences in the room that would you know make you turn or you know make you feel strange my father uh, started hearing someone walk up and down the stairs where me and my brother slept on the second level and he thought it was of course me and my brothers trying to sneak out of bed or mess around so he would yell at us to get back in bed he wouldn't get a response and after several times of experiencing this my mom was telling him it's not it's not the boys and he's like well it has to be so one night he went up there to try to catch us and we're both sound asleep in her bed and uh he's scratching his head at that point and uh she's trying to convince my dad break it to him gently that the gentleman who they had purchased a house from is back here because he had raised his his boys with his wife in this house that we bought from him you know, you know, I mean, just to give you a, a, a little bit of insight, it, when we would sleep, you, you would see where his kids had wrote in glow in a dark marker on the ceilings. And at oh. night, you would see the evidence of the lived in vibe of those bedrooms. And, you, and I always just stared mm-hmm. at them wondering, you know, who they are. You know, it, it just felt like lived in and it kind of felt strange in that in that way. So mm-hmm. that went on for a while. And I'll fast forward to the point where my I have my son and we're living there with my dad my my mom and dad are divorced at this point and it's just me my son and my father well it's just me my boy upstairs having a conversation he's about two two and a half so he's just now starting to learn how to talk you know form sentences to have a conversation so he's starting to talk about a man that he's playing with and he said his name was john and my dad's name's John. So I'm like, okay, are you talking about your grandpa, John? He's like, no. He looks at me in my eyes with a straight face and says, no. Uh, John R., he's dead.
4: It's the first first
1: full sentence my son ever said to me. And it. Um, guess what the firefighter's name is?
3: John R.
1: John R., so his name has never been spoken while he was alive. It hadn't been spoken for, mm-hmm. I want to say, five, six, at least years, you know, wow. into the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I, I've experienced some things in the house. I've heard what my mother's told me about what might be going on in the house. She's, you know, all this stuff that she's told me and all these events that's led up to this was like a singularity exploding in my mind. And there was yeah. no point. From then on, that I could doubt or try to push to the side to where eh, I don't know if I'm on board with this all the way. So I kind of like sit there trying to process that. I kind of walk away, leave him in his diaper, and I go out to the back porch to chain smoke for about ten or fifteen minutes. You know, so that no was longer
3: when able to dismiss it, huh?
1: No longer. And I started experiencing, um, once that happened, I started experiencing more. I moved into a house that my uh, first child's mother's brother had purchased and we were staying there for a while. And that was probably in the most haunted place I've ever been activity wow. every day, all day, extreme poltergeist activity. It was like the movie poltergeist literally was like that. I mean, not like the portal in the closet crap, but stuff moving around <laughs> flipping around. You know that stuff. Yeah. And he's coming on and off. So one night I'm sleeping in his guest bedroom and I can't sleep. It the only way I could explain it is I feel like someone standing in the room staring at me.
3: Mm. And
1: I flip on the light and I'm I'm looking because I you could swear that someone's standing right there staring at me, but there's wow. nothing there.
4: So That's I start crazy. hearing this
1: low weird buzzing sound. I look out the, the window. I can't see any transformers making noises. I can't find a source and
3: mm-hmm. I can't
1: sleep. It will not let me sleep, whatever this is. So I, four o'clock in the morning, I had enough. I get my uh, kid's mom and my kid up and drive 45 minutes to my mom's house so I can sleep. Well, this mm-hmm. went on for four or five times. So I had enough. I just ended up moving in with my mom staying there. Well, wow. it, whatever it was had followed us up there and started doing that to my child's mother Mm -hmm. and this is the second gear of what the f in the paranormal (laughs) okay
0: um what the
2: f i love it yeah (laughs)
1: i'm gonna try to keep the f bombs down because i can let them go
2: i can drop them like World we War are rated
3: and I know how to use my F-bombs very well.
2: I'm, I'm, <laughs> but I appreciate, I appreciate that though. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> we we want to establish a level of professionalism here, right? So whatever that is, <laughs> whatever, whatever you, however you want to define that. So she gets me in the next room. I can't, I'm only going to bed at four or five o'clock by that time because I'm used to staying up. She's like something staring at me through the window at my mom's house. I'm like, Oh my God, you got to be kidding me. So I go out there. She makes me check. There's nothing there. I'm like, I can't see anything. I don't know what's going on. So she goes, she finally goes to bed. We go to bed. We wake up same time again, the next night, she's like, there's something in the room. It's like, I had enough. I bust in there, I turn on the light. So this time I see this energy mass, you know, how you look through water and it's, you know, diffracting the water oh. so you can see the waves yeah. and the ripples right. in it. It looks yeah. like yeah. that. It's about this big, and around it is an staticky aura, like it's mm-hmm. like TV static. So I'm like instantly. I thought I was like having an acid flashback or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Because
3: Wait, Are you able to have an acid flashback, Justin? I mean, is that what you're telling us right
1: now? It, it, is, it is physically possible. There you, okay, go. All right.
3: there you go. Okay.
1: <laughs> so you can, you can read between the lines there if you want. So
3: right. yep. Got I think
1: it. I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm looking, trying to, you know, wonder if I'm hallucinating or not. So it's like, it's moving really strange, Cindy. And hmm. it's going like this and I'm locked on it. Right. So. Immediately oh, after I see that, my mom had described these nature beings that look like balls of light. And mm-hmm. when I moved in, she's explaining these things to me and calling them nature beings. And she made friends with them. They were freaking out the dog and everything. I thought she was crazy. <laughs> so then I see these things. And it was dozens and dozens of them fly in. And now we're we're like level five acid trip now. They're flying <laughs> into the room. And they're encircling this So I'm like, I would literally think I was hallucinating if it wasn't for my kids. Mom standing right there, seeing this.
3: Wow.
1: And, uh, instantly this mass changes its, its behavior. It's no longer menacing. It's no longer feeling oppressive and trying to disturb you. It just starts to float off and goes out of the room. I turn and look and it goes through the door and goes to the right. And then it creeps back in and it peeks behind the door and looks at me. And I get this impression. It wants me to follow it. So I go into the room. I turn right. It leads me through the living room, through the kitchen. And my mom's room is off of the kitchen. So it leads me into her room and then just floating there in the middle of the room. And it's just sitting there. And I have this feeling like it wants me to walk into it. So I do that. Okay. So, You've all had the feeling of the heat, cold, tingly sensation you get. Yeah, That's yep. exactly what it felt. So I know I can't prove this, but I know that whatever these nature beings did wanted to show me how these, how this entity felt and how to protect myself against it. I can't prove yeah. this, but this is my belief. Mm-hmm. So right. later on in my life, when I'm doing this types of things now, I know what the feelings like. I know, you know, I know what's going on. So that right there was another moment where it's leading me into this field of the unknown, trying to explain, figure out what the hell's going on. Right. So fast forward to 2011, my dad drops dead at work at the age of 54. His heart explodes. And at that point I was like, wow, I wasn't ready for it. I thought I had my spirituality check. I thought I was, you know. I was prepared, but his mom, his dad died three months before him. And then he dies.
4: Mm.
1: So, so I get a, oh, uh, you know, yeah. a, a heavy dose of morale or mortality check, you know, death, death, death. What are you mm-hmm. going to do about it? So I'm like, I, I can't get the vision of my dad bloated with the blood all over his face out of my head for a few years. Ooh. And mm-hmm. it was really so with me. So I'm like, I'm starting to adjust to trying to figure out, the, what is life after death? Can, you know, my dad talk to me, what are these spiritual things that are happening to me? So I started watching the shows. I started looking up local paranormal groups. I'm ready to start trying to figure things out. So 2013, I get, you know, a, a group together and, you know, ask my friends to come along with me to hold cameras and, you know, recorders and stuff. And that's when I first started to do what you essentially define as paranormal field research.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, you wow. need to put that, that m- message from Derek up because it was hysterical. You <laughs> Can you see that, Justin?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the kind of thing that you want to happen if you're in that situation. <laughs> but that's not what was up. going on. Derek, Derek is on my uh, paranormal team. He's the.
3: I knew he must be friends with you because I, yeah. I figured that he could chat and and say those kind of things it was just funny mm-hmm. so. see intuitively i just picked up on it and that's why i wanted teddy to put it up it was funny. uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. all Uh right so I, uh, be- I have some questions but before i go there i want to say hi to a few people on my watch party that have joined in here just because i like to keep them all you know to say hi mm-hmm. to them all just make them all feel yeah. really special for I just have a the moment. Too. all right so i'm gonna go back here for a second and we're gonna say um hello to uh uh, Stefan, uh, Allie, uh, Angel, uh, David Malone, Kenny Biddle, Clay Taft, Penny. uh, D- Stephen, Mike Clark, uh, Phil Simone, uh, Adam. Yep, Barnhart, uh, Scott Sutherland, Dennis Daniel, uh, Jessica Bias, uh, Derek Schreiner, which is your buddy there, right? Yep, uh, Derek, yeah. there's a few of them in there, uh, Bill Davis, yep. Angel Lynn, um. AJ Andrews and Brian Wilson. Hello, Brian. Brian um, Wilson
3: from the Beach Boys. What? There
2: you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michelle Green, uh, Josh Bender. Um, there's quite a few in there. Um,
3: Hi, Dina Westfall. Hi, Christy.
2: Okay. Cool.
3: Nancy DeGraw.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, you, you said Gina. Yeah. Gina Rutledge.
3: And yep, um, I was just going to say Gina Rutledge too.
2: Okay, so we'll get to you guys, you know, more of the pop on. We'll get to it further down the road. But, you know, I wanted to say here a couple things is uh, one thing that I always Hi, forget I'm about. Hi,
3: Cindy K. Thompson. Hi, Cindy K. Thompson. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> that was, that was you fun. Nut. You nut. I am a nut.
2: <laughs> All right. So, um one of the things that we forget especially in our Paratalk radio is that we we do live video casting like this all the time but we forget that this gets restreamed into just audio so when you were describing this yeah. this energy mm-hmm. justin i i want to kind of give these people a, a visual so you were talking probably two foot diameter
1: yeah that's that's fair somewhere in that uh, neighborhood
2: about a two foot diameter okay so that's That's that Um, we just we have to try to remember that with audio. They're like, oh, how big was it? He's talking, you know, hey, Cindy, you see this? But, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. And and to go back, it's it's funny because like you see those funny T-shirts out there um, in the paranormal that say stuff like um, when other people are running out, I'm the one running in. I'm a true paranormal investigator and stuff like that. And yeah. when you were talking about, you know, you seeing this thing it and it wanted you to follow it, that was your That's impression. Amazing. You know, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, okay, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's going for it. He's going to go, you know, I was listening and trying to take in it as like a visual. And um, it, it is funny how so many people in our field will turn and, and say to somebody else, did you see that? And then they won't even yeah. go to it. They will just kind of back off and mm-hmm. i think it's i think you take a chance when you do that uh but at the same time there's no other way to figure out what it is if you don't you right. know right. so you have to take that yeah. chance and um i i myself commend you on mm-hmm. following through with it you you need to do that so um yeah. more well, people for i think everybody, in the field should do it i don't think mm-hmm.
4: i think
3: uh, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, you're so crazy he says i don't run in i start
1: I love Kenny I I actually met him at Gettysburg. You know, I talked to, I've had him on multiple shows. I've talked to him online and, but just to, to talk to him in person and be around him. He is such a sweet guy. Mm -hmm. He is, he's just a sweetheart. He's got these really vibrant blue eyes and just, just, Fantastic friendly you energy do you
3: to him. Honey's head any bigger than it needs to be. He's, the,
1: the internet doesn't do people justice, is what I'm saying.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I agree, yeah. These par- these paracons are a crush
3: on fine. We're just saying Justin has a crush on Kenny. It's
1: fine. He should, he's just awesome to be around. I mean, he just good energy,
3: right? Yes,
1: yes. And I it's just okay want to, to say
3: to have
2: that. a man crush, it's okay. It's all but right. It's 2020, yeah. well, you can have a man, mm-hmm. man crush.
4: Yes.
3: Yeah. But this is the thing is when we all get together and we're in um, we're at places like Gettysburg Bash. I mean, it's amazing because we can strike up conversations. We are ourselves. <laughs> we can just have all of this fun stuff.
2: No hate mail
1: coming from me, Kenny.
2: <laughs>
3: oh God, that's yeah. Funny. Not
2: not for me either. Um, we brought uh, we brought Kenny. We gave him his uh, his own time slot on our on our schedule so that he could run his show. We uh, that's cool. I I, I love I, Kenny. Uh, I I think, I think he's he's what we need in this uh, mm-hmm. field in this mm-hmm. big old thing that we call paranormal. We need him, and yeah, he he should be he should teach how to people people how to
1: investigate. You know, not only historical claims that are correlated with hauntings and Mm. lore about locations. He's great at it. He's just like, because I have, you know, before I met Kenny, I would look into things deeper than your average ghost hunter would. And it's amazing how easy it is to find out that a lot of the stuff is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And people will try to to run some bullshit on you. So we need we need the skepticism and the proper mm-hmm. amount of critical, you know, analysis of everything that
2: we're doing all the time. And Kenny's one of the good, good ones. Well, because of Kenny, because of Kenny, we, we started a couple of things on my other show. And one of them is like this When Any, any, any anyone swears, <laughs> we put up like bad word and, you know, my, my personal favorite bite me. Um, so, you know, we, we do that stuff. And Kenny's on talk with Teddy is, I love this show. He always says that. I love this show. So, you know, I had to put that out there and, uh, so uh Kenny is Kenny is just amazing. And because of, I can honestly say my first, my first, uh, go round with Kenny was not a good one. Um, <laughs> was not a good one. And, it
3: was like uh, um, by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and it wasn't because I didn't believe his stories or what, his truths are, I, I totally get it. And I totally believe in that stuff. And I really uh, value the guy's opinion. And that's something that I think more investigators need to do is they should listen yeah. and not just hear, they should listen to what he actually has to say because it, it makes sense. And he he's good at what he does. Uh, but that's enough about Kenny, Kenny. Now you can go home. Um, said, so anyways,
3: <laughs> my head is not going to fit through the door now.
2: Right. I, I love Kenny though. And so it's not the, it's not, it's not it's your life, Kenny Biddle. So sit there and well, relax. You know, before we get off, get
1: off the Kenny Biddle train, you know, people get hated on constantly. If, it's, oh. if it goes against their grain and challenges their viewpoint, um, it can be bad. Like we were talking about before we went live. So anytime yeah. Benny can get some compliments and some love, I'm going to give it, you know, if it's deserved, yeah. I think.
2: I, think, I, I, I agree. Think I think anybody
3: in our community, right? <laughs> well, we have
2: enough of that in this in this. I keep calling it a field because I don't know what else to call it. You know, we I say community. We all go through this. Okay, community. We'll say paranormal community. We'll use that. And yeah. um, yeah, Kenny says, <laughs> I got to get back to work. There you go, Kenny. Have fun. Um. So, you know, we, we have a lot of people that love to spread the hate or the and I think a lot of that comes down to fear. Um, they want to think that they are number one and it's kind of like a race to some of them. Yeah. And um, everybody wants to be right. But unfortunately to be right, you also have to be wrong and you have to learn and um, realize that every single time that we're out there in the field doing this stuff. Um, and I met field, like when you're investigating out in that field, not the community, mm-hmm. but in that field, doing your research, you literally have to. Oh, I just told your word, Cindy. Literally. Twice are you now.
4: Um,
2: you you <gasps> have you have to realize that there's gonna be um things beyond your control, there's gonna be right. things that not everyone's going to agree with, and you pretty much have to just and this is something Kenny and I have said a hundred times, you have to keep track of what you're doing, you have to do experiments, you have to mm-hmm. do as much research and and, and yeah. all that. I mean, you just can't go out there and say, oh, it's a ghost. I can prove it by taking a picture and you get an orb. Uh, sorry, that's not a ghost. That's not, you know, we need more. And when people start realizing that this field or this community needs more than what we've been You're sitting right. on for the past 25 years, um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll never advance. We're just going to keep chasing right. our tails. That's it. You know, and I really think that people with the new devices, the new gadgets, the new things that are out there, you um, all you can do is test them out, try them, and if they don't work for right. you, then you then you leave them, you put them aside, you know, or you yeah. give them to Big John and he throws them in the dumpster.
1: Exactly. So the first thing you need to do is understand how they work at the deepest level possible.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So hello, Greg Grady. How are you?
3: Yep. Um, All right. so I just want to say something about the closed captioning. I think it's great that we have it on there. Uh, we do? Yeah. How but... are we
2: getting that? Facebook does it.
3: I don't, it's interesting because it's not completely accurate. Because when you said, Oh, I stole your words, Cindy, it said, I told your words, Cindy.
1: Facebook's rolling out closed captioning for
2: live videos.
3: That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, see, I learned
2: something today. Hello, Aunt Cindy. There is my aunt joining in tonight. Hi, Uh, Anita. it's on my watch party, honey. I don't think you can see it, but she's on that side. Who is um, it? Chris Ferguson said, well said, Ted. Um, my Aunt Cindy, she's it's on my watch oh, party. Your
3: Aunt honey. Cindy. I see. Yes. I thought yes. they were saying yes. hi to me as Aunt Cindy.
2: No, no, it was on mine. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> do you have any questions for for Justin before I move on? Mrs. So I
3: just do have something. This is the this is what I find interesting about your story, though, Justin. I think it's intriguing that they brought you to your mom's room. Mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. feel like that entity really liked your mom. And it that was a safe space for them to let you communicate with them. So it was actually a, a, a trust kind of mechanism with that entity.
1: Well, there's more to the story. It's it's very involved. So if you want me to get into <laughs> it a little bit, I can.
3: Can, can I... Say that I feel like it loves your mom because I do feel that um,
1: way. Well, you, I th- I think I think it's a, it's super complex and I, I, you only heard partial things. The partial yeah, but information. it wasn't
3: what I heard. It's what I felt.
1: Okay. Well, well, we'll see if it lines up to what you felt.
3: Okay.
1: Um, we um th- the landlord of my mom was running this from a woman who is actual an active shaman in a Native American community. So my mom brought her in after we reported this disturbance to her. So she brought Mm -hmm. her in thinking that she had the know-how and the tools to help cleanse the property if needed. So she came in Mm -hmm. and established that this was something witchcraft-like from the house that we were staying at. When when I saw the anomaly, when I immediately looked to my left, on the futon was an outline. You know how you see like a gray outline of... A person, yeah, on my futon. So I knew that there was a, a dual relationship. There was two things that I was seeing. One looked nothing like a person, and one had the outline of a person. Mm. So the person made me feel afraid, but once the anomaly was released from it, like there was a behavior change. It was a completely different change. That thing disappeared. So, once the shaman lady was explaining in her mind what was going on, that somebody dabbling in witchcraft was controlling these constructs, these entities to do things to people, to disturb them, you know, which do witchcraft like things. So, what she explained, and my mother had come to the conclusion, was these nature beings had disconnected the The control this other entity, the humanoid entity, had over this anomaly. So once that
0: happened, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VDW, void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Roamed and was kind of guided by the nature beings and the other beings that my mom's friends with into her room because she also described other entities that would be in her room. So it was almost like now I'm free. I'm going to be with these other people now. And I'm going to work for them, I guess, as a way to, you know, I'm going to be mm-hmm. on working for them now. Now that I'm freed from the situation, so that's how we kind of look at it. We have no idea if that's true, but that's mm. what we got gathered from that situations. Mm-hmm. So what you're picking up on is definitely probably the entities that my mom befriended mm-hmm. in yeah, her home. I,
3: I definitely feel like that's the nature entity that I feel. So I, I didn't necessarily pick up on the witchcraft part or the other entity that was the negative. I actually could only feel that nature being, mm-hmm. and I really feel like it has love for your mom.
2: Well, yeah. I'm gonna t- yeah. I'm gonna bust in here because I, with being on the Native American side, we've we have always had that connection with the earth and the yeah. uh, the spirits, you know, the the uh, earth elementals, as you will. And um, my mom is is similar to you, Justin, mm-hmm. your mom. Uh, she's very connected with fairies and things as such. And mm-hmm. she's always, you know, talking to them and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, too, at one point thought I, my mom was nuts. But, you know, sure. I, after a while, you know, when you start to grow up, you, you start to learn. And she shares things with you and then something in your brain clicks and it's like, oh, I can actually sense them or see them or, you know, and then you find yourself talking to them. But, you know, it's my mom um, has always put it out there that um, the beings that come from the earth, they're not good nor bad. They're the ones there to um, help guide the earth and and to make things beautiful and to make things um, if, if, if destruction is needed, they are a part of that also to clean up the earth because sometimes mm-hmm. you need the destruction to pave right. the way for new right. things. And so I, I kind of got the sense of what Cindy was saying, that um, if this other thing was trying to control um, these other things, that when it did get released, it definitely went to your mom and to these other things because it was, mm-hmm. it was more of a protection. It's like I'm not standing on my own anymore. I have more with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it, it's to be honest with you, if it was a child's book or something you see on TV, it would be beautiful. You know, yeah, and it's, it, it was almost
1: like was- like you were what, what I'm getting from what you're yeah. saying. is like I felt like this, whatever this anomaly was, had a kinship with the ethereal, the etheric beings. Right. So it was almost like, you know, I've been set free and here's my kind. Now I can join them and I want to share something with you with this experience. And I know that sounds fantastical. It's Mm -hmm. not objective science at all, but I cannot ignore this guys. This really happened there was witnesses to it there was other people that were involved with the location i was staying at that i did not talk to i did not psychologically front load them they they told me exactly what i saw on their own at at the original location so i knew that this was real i can't tell you if it's nature
2: beings i can't tell you what it is but i know it's a real event it happened right well, and that's and that 's awesome, but you know it, it, spirituality uh, the whole thing with ourselves and we're, how we 're raised and everything around us we, we are our own individuals and our and our own spiritual connection is what it is i mean it's where where we 're raised and what we 're taught, and so on and so forth, so you know saying that it doesn 't exist it's kind of harsh, but at the same time you're going to get people to say oh that 's a bunch of nonsense but You know, uh, uh, one of the other Mm -hmm. things that I've always said Mm -hmm. here, and every story there's an ounce of truth, and you decide what that truth is. And believe it or not, when when you were talking, the first thing that came to mind, and it may be a silly connection, but I remember this um, animated um, show called Fern Gully. It was a a little more and and that's what I thought. You know, it's Mm -hmm. exactly what I thought was Fern Gully. So, you know, that might just be me. Hmm. I
3: thought of um, Danny's place.
2: I don't know if I know
3: Danny's class? place. Yes, you, know you do. Danny
2: Class's place, Hinsdale, right? Oh, Hinsdale. Oh, I thought you were making reference to a cartoon. I'm sorry.
3: No, no,
2: no. no. Yeah, that places definitely have some entities that were. It's a community
1: that. there. Now you know the, all the woods and all the areas that are not tainted with human presence and mangled in ways that they are now.
4: Mm-hmm. They're very
1: prevalent there, and Hinsdale House is definitely out the out there
2: enough to where they can thrive still.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And I and I love it. I, I love that area up there. Yeah i
3: never got a lot of native history. So yeah. I've never, I've, I've
2: never been getting so. yeah. mm. well, it's only
3: astral projection. I
2: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you I wanted to move on here a little bit. Like I I stalked you a little bit not a lot a little Um, so I like the whole photography thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really, I'm not a photographer per se, but that I've been able to catch some really cool shots of, you know, plants, animals, you know, different weather, you know, and stuff like that. And, um, how far back does your history go with photography? Was it something that you just fell in love with? Uh, or was it something that, you know, you really had an interest in as a, as a job or as a, you know a uh, mm-hmm. massive hobby
1: well mm-hmm. uh, i think that photography ties in with any type of artistic creation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i've always been an artist my mom is probably one of the best artists i've ever met and seen work of
4: mm.
1: trying to be unbiased there but she's like actually talented and Definitely. I got brought up heavy in art, like it's in the jeans. It was fed to me at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I'm always drawing. I'm always writing. I'm always, I was into music. I played music. Um, art, art, art is what I'm saying. So once I got to the point where I could start playing around with photography, you know, the cell phones came, mm-hmm. up, anybody can take pretty decent photos. But then I started getting into it professionally because I I saw like this very artistic outlet I had to create things visually through a lens and connect with people that way, you know, and maybe turn it into motion pictures. And I always loved movies. I've always liked film and documentaries and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Educational things, things that touch on the topics like the paranormal, the supernatural, you know, all that stuff that just really makes your, your brain and your heart just sing with, you know, all the beautiful music there is and, the art world. So mm. that started probably, I don't know, five years ago, I started doing it. I, I got me a, you know, a proper DSLR and then it just went on a, a huge, you know, wormhole of photography and visual art after that. I, you know, I shoot weddings. I, I do portrait photography. I, I do photography for the group and the paranormal work. We shoot films and uh, documentaries of stuff that we do And it's probably the best way that I can connect with people and express myself artistically, spiritually, and educationally. Like I I think that there is a really brilliant way you can tie all these different elements together Mm
4: -hmm. and connect
1: with people and express yourself in that way. So that's what it means to me. You know, the COVID nineteen pretty much screwed photographers right now. Mm. So I I actually had to go out and get different jobs and work at a a local factory just to make ends meet. My uh, wife had to retire because she's got multiple sclerosis and couldn't work anymore. So I'm working more and more now. So that's why I'm on your show. Now I, our group just released a documentary, a paranormal documentary about Hartford city, Indiana, which is full of a lot of haunted history, history and uh, claims Monroe house is probably the most notorious in Hartford city that people may have heard of. Mm. But, uh, so where, where
3: are, are you is. guys out of
1: though, Justin? <laughs> I live in Monroe, Ohio. Derek and Missy live in um, Aurora, Indiana, which is close wow. to Cincinnati, close to Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And okay. jo- Josh Bender and Jessica bias live in Rupert, West Virginia. So we're, we don't even live near each other.
3: Oh, wow.
1: But we met, through Paracons, through the internet, Josh Spender had me on his show when he had a podcast. I met Derek at a uh, a paranormal event that I was helping. Uh, I used to do lectures at um you know public ghost events, and that's how he met me. Mm-hmm. And we became friends, and we jived, and the rest is history. Hmm.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. That's a cool background. I like it. Teddy?
2: Yeah, you know, I just you know, wanted to throw some something up there.
3: Graveyards and scimitarists.
2: <laughs> so I want to say mm-hmm. hi to Barry Martz. Uh, he's finally joined us. We haven't seen him in a little yeah. while.
3: Yeah, no, he uh, was here earlier. I said hi to oh, him. Okay. All right. Uh, hello, Lisa.
2: Lisa Hagedorn. Um, Thank you for joining. I, I've missed so many. Tamara, uh, Christina, uh, Chuck Tallman. There's just so many in here I haven't gotten to. Laura Jean. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. Please make sure that you like and share and subscribe. Um, are we here
3: on YouTube too, Teddy?
2: Yes, we are on YouTube. Yes, Paratalk Radio is on YouTube. So, okay.
3: um I don't see any I don't see any comments coming in from YouTube, so I didn't know if we were Oh, streaming.
2: it's not li- it's not it's not actually live. Uh, well, maybe it is. I am not sure how that works. I'll check I'll check for you guys.
3: Thanks. It I was too. I was thinking about doing it. Um, well, it because we can I know it's
2: streaming there, so
3: Oh, you are streaming it there. Yeah, um,
2: Streamyard definitely does that.
3: Yeah, because I didn't see anything coming in from. I just was curious because I didn't see any YouTube comments. Right, right. So no yeah.
2: Well, you. we probably don't have. I mean, it's it's relatively new. We don't have a lot on there right now, and we're still trying to get people to subscribe. So,
3: oh uh, God, I'm finding
2: subscribe. the channel.
3: Hit the bell icon, people, so you uh, can. Use- Um, Getting notifications on YouTube for when we go live.
2: Let me see if I can find it, too. um. And
3: and like and follow on uh, Paratalk Radio. And uh, talk with Teddy and Psychic Cindy. Um, Absolutely. And, Justin, what is the one for you guys, for yours?
1: Oh, um, (laughs) our website is the the uh, place we try to drive everybody to cuz it's the you can get all the social media links the mm-hmm. youtube channel you can purchase rent or download the documentary that we have mm-hmm. released on our website so that's interfacedeath.net uh, .net or .com whichever you want to type in and okay. we're on facebook twitter instagram youtube um Perfect. we we do shows like you guys you know we do films paranormal documentaries web no. series tutorials all the stuff.
3: <laughs> all the stuff.
1: <laughs> all of it.
2: All of it.
3: Hi, so, Christy London.
2: All right. So this is the actual thing for it. Um, if you're interested in going to the YouTube one for Paratalk Radio, That's it's cool. YouTube.com Paratalk Radio. I just went on there. It's there. Um, it is live. It does say live. They can click right on it.
3: Hi, Robert White. So. We have Christy and Krista. That's awesome.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, Robert is on YouTube now. Thank you, Robert. You rock. <laughs> Thanks, something so Cindy can see it is working here. Perfect, Robert. Thank you so much. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: it's just good to see you know some of those other um, avenues being used as well. Yeah,
3: you know, absolutely, so. absolutely. Was in the Facebook chat, but was the only one in there. Oh. Yeah, I didn't see you on there. I'm well, sorry. there
2: there is there is we are streaming on the Facebook pages as well. And I think that's on two
3: I, which I'm is the Paratalk Radio
2: on, and WLFE plus our own watch parties.
3: Yeah. Oh, I see. So he could have been on like one of the other ones. I'm on Paratalk Radio. Yeah. Okay. Here on my phone. And all then right. here on StreamYard for this one.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. all right. That's cool. Um, so they are at us live. So, um, so you were we were talking about photography with you, Justin, mm-hmm. and uh, some of that stuff. So, you are you the the filmmaker for this that that came up? You were talking about. I mean, are you? Is it? Have you worked on many independent independent films yourself for this stuff? In the yeah, paranormal? Uh,
1: outside the paranormal, I've only did a few things for some clients. Um, that's just because I'm so. Um, my time is almost entirely invested in the paranormal work that I'm doing. But okay. if someone would come along and say, "Hey, here's my budget for something. I like your work. Let's do it," I would definitely accommodate them. But most of the film work I do is involving the uh, the invest the paranormal investigation that we do, the places that we investigate, the people we help, the places we go, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah,
3: mm. that's fantastic.
1: We yeah. it, we uh, we do all the production ourselves. We um, own all the equipment. Um, the uh, production company where we work under, um, under is called Shadow Forge Studios, and we uh, it consists of me, Josh, and Derek primarily because you know we're the ones that have the uh, patience and the desire to work with the cameras and to get all the stuff needed shot and done for the film work we yeah. do. The girls are the there are the there are the people that. You know, or in front of the camera, sensing the things so we can correlate those things with the things that people report and other things we capture. You know how it works.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
3: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Well, and it's tough. I mean, it's I mean to work working with photography and and video and can I, I you know. I sit here and I do this stuff. There's a lot of work involved and, oh, yeah. and sometimes it's very stressful and yeah. uh, I, I can totally get it. Totally get it. So, so I, um, have a,
3: I have some questions that Robert's asking, which I think they're fantastic. At, actually, he said, what okay. is your favorite camera brand? What lens is your most used? Uh, and do you have any of those fancy lenses with infrared or special capabilities?
1: Yes, I do. Um, What we use for our primary like B-roll or interviews and the stuff you see, that's not infrared. We use uh, Panasonic Lumix G85s, which are, you know, mirrorless cameras that can shoot in 4K. Um, We stick uh, Rokinon Cine lenses on them, which are the low end prosumer uh, um, cinematography lenses that people can purchase that have follow focus on that have clickless uh, aperture rings on them. So you can do all the manual stuff you need for all the cinematography that we do. And um, of course, if I, if I had all the money, I would have Alexa cameras <laughs> and red cameras and uh, you know, all that stuff that the, all the high end uh, production companies use. But
4: yeah.
1: if it yeah. wasn't, f- if it wasn't for Josh and Derek and uh, Jessica and Missy, investing and i mean we all try to spend all of our what we can into that gear and Mm -hmm. we've already spent you know several thousand dollars already and we haven't even been to our first shoot yet and that's what we end up doing the first quarter of the year we take all of our you know tax return money all the extra stuff that we get and just pour it into this film project i mean
4: just thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. we get support
2: from our followers and viewers to do that yeah it's it's expensive it definitely is expensive and Mm -hmm. you know i commend you i mean with just like i with genesee valley paranormal investigators we have a a camper an old camper that i converted and we put everything in it uh, between monitors and cameras and you know plug and play style so that we can Mm -hmm. get to the investigation and get it done and stuff but you know, after so much of collecting, you don't realize how much stuff you have in there and you what it's worth and how much you well, spent. And you're kind of like, oh, my know, God.
1: You know what's a good indicator of that, Ted? What's Your, that? your significant other will let you know. <laughs> the no, I don't easier. have one. If you don't like have one, that's why.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but if you're married, you will
2: know.
4: Everything
2: <laughs> I love it, Justin. I don't have that's one, so I'm good. good. I, 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 I just walk in there, I open the door, and I go, Oh my god, what am I doing with all this stuff? <laughs> I, so, I thought about selling some of it and having like a big yard sale, right. but I don't think anybody would come. I'd be surprised.
3: So, I know you just mentioned mirrorless, you also mentioned DSLR. Um, can you tell us the difference in those two cameras? Because mm-hmm. some of us don't understand that kind of well, jargon, right? right.
1: right? On, on, on a low budget independent stuff that we do, there is an industry of KB manufacturers that are going into the film industry. So mm-hmm. I did, DSLR usually is meant for still photography, but the newer ones in the last 10 or 15 years have video. You take video with nice. them, and those are the ones that have the lenses, the detachable, interchangeable lenses. Um, it has a mirror, so it can reflect the um, image coming through the lens up into your viewfinder. That's what a DSLR is, and it has a mirror in it, and it has you know a sensor in it just like all cameras do, but they're mm-hmm. bigger than what you find in your cell phone in small compact point and shoots. So that's what a DSLR is. A mirrorless camera is the same thing as a DSLR, but it doesn't have that mirror to reflect the light from the lens up into the viewfinder. It actually takes an LCD and transmits the digital image to an electronic viewfinder. So you're looking at a mini TV in that viewfinder.
3: Oh, interesting. So there's
1: there's pros and cons to it, but now like the, the cameras we use, they're hybrid cameras because the DSLRs, initially had time limits on the video and they have restrictions on what you can do. But now the hybrid cameras are doing like 4k, you can record as long as you want. It's got higher bit rate, the lenses you can buy cinematography lenses that goes right onto the mounts of -hmm. those cameras. But the major, the major video production companies, they use like stuff like Alexa cameras that they've been using for years. There's these new cameras called reds that you've probably heard of. Um, uh, Black Magic is another major uh, independent to pro level camera manufacturing company that does really nice mm-hmm. cameras. But, mm-hmm. uh, but the, you know, I wish I had one to grab. I don't have one. I'm
2: using them all right now. But, you know, the ones let me that you see can it, hold let in me your see hand. I got. Let me see what I got right here, Justin. Sorry to interrupt, but I might have something. Yeah. Yeah. Show them what a DSLR answers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or, I'm or, just or. curious to, to know which. So. You have you have a hybrid, so that's a DSLR slash mirrorless.
1: It's a it's a mirrorless. Uh, Lumix G eighty five is a mirrorless camera. It looks mm-hmm. like your regular camera that you you know you see photographers take, but there's no mirror in it. So Got it. Okay. so the the Lumix G eighty five uses a micro four thirds sensor, which is a smaller sensor, so it decreases the size and of the camera bodies and the mm-hmm. lenses. That makes them easier to use. So you put them on a rig, you put recorders on them, microphones, and, you know, you're going to hold handles on them to stabilize them, to hold all the audio gear. So you can add all kinds of accessories to them to turn them mm-hmm. is, into essentially something that you can film something pretty nice with.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So
2: the only thing that I had handy here, and I'm sorry to say, was just my uh, my little Sony uh, handy cam. That's the only thing that I have here with the the little screen. Um, I usually run with two of these, um, you know, and I have my standard, uh, DVR cameras and, you know, I have, a, a full spectrum, um, converted, uh, what do they call it? a cell phone? I have stuff like that, that I use. I unfortunately didn't go with the real expensive cameras, which, I mean, it's not like these are really cheap either. They're, they run about 400 bucks new, but you know, it's, uh, they work for, for the purpose of, of documenting you know what we're doing so for me it 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 works for me fine and i'm happy with what i got but maybe someday getting into something that's a little more expensive i mean i know you can get some of those uh, uh what are they uh i can't even remember the name of them the, the sony cameras yeah yeah yeah, 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 uh, yeah. well the,
1: the popular ones that are in the thousand dollar range are the they the sony ax33 to 53 the AX100, that's within a hundred or a thousand to twelve hundred dollar range, that are right. is affordable ish. So um, Josh has an, an AX100, and it's really good because it has the bigger sensor than the 53 and the 33 does. But you will mm-hmm. see that's probably the most common camcorder that people use because of the night shot, like yours does. You can yeah. film regular and hit the button, and what that does yep. is changes the uh, filter from an IR filter into no IR filter, because you'll see the actual filter, you know, change in the camera when you're looking at it.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, my battery that I have in it isn't charged, but I was going to show. But, yeah, there is a big difference you can see. Um, so, Cindy, someday, someday I'll have to bring one over that you can just play with. Okay. You know, I know how you like to play with stuff like that. So I
3: do like to play. All right.
2: So, uh, Sin City Paranormal says,
3: uh, let's bring that's this up. Gross. Uh,
2: I, I just dropped 840 wrong. on a custom uh Pentax black and white IR Yeah,
1: Um, I think the one he bought is a, a DSLR. I think it has a mirror mirror in it. If not, he can correct me. But there's companies out there that'll take these cameras and the sensors in these cameras have the filter over the sensor to filter out infrared light because that's not how our eyes see light. So they put a filter in there. What they do is they take that filter off and replace it with a clear filter. So it lets all that IR in. So the modded cameras you use and the Sony cam, what it does is just changes the filter or removes the IR filter, essentially. So it'll be sensitive to that spectrum of light. So they mod, you know, your nice higher end or mid-level DSLR cameras or mirrorless cameras to see in the dark with infrared.
2: Uh, let's see. Robert White says here: A digital single lens reflex camera, digital SLR or DSLR, is a digital camera that combines the optics and the mechanisms of a single lens reflex camera Thank with you, a digital Google. imaging sensor. Huh?
3: Thank you, that, Google. That's straight. Yeah. That's
2: straight from a Google search. A couple of and pasted he, it several he times.
3: A lot of times for us, like he will quick Google it and pick. Mm-hmm. Copy and paste He's, it he's very
2: good at that stuff. We love having Robert on board, and he's funny as shit too.
3: He is funny, so dang funny. Robert was on with me and my live last night on Mother's Day.
2: Good. Sin City says, "Uh, Spencer's cameras." I'll shamelessly plug them. Well, you know, I just, I just put it up there for you. So that was a really good plug, just so you know. Wait,
3: what is Spencer's camera? <laughs> is it a little shop, or is it like the maker of the camera?
2: Um, i would assume the makers of the camera it's a
1: web it's a website they probably have a physical location but they have a website that does camera mods you can buy modded cameras from them
3: i see i see okay there you go um chris just says which has the best battery life that's the part that's hard right
2: well, I think there's a lot of cameras out there, and I, I do find this to be true, that when mm-hmm. people buy cameras, they, they do worry about – it's like buying a cell phone. You worry about what's going to have the most life as mm-hmm. a battery yeah. goes. But in most cases, like mm-hmm. the one that I have here, this little Sony, um, mm-hmm. you can, I mean, all these batteries are interchangeable, and in most cases, you can get yourself a, a charging port where you can put five or six batteries on the port, you know, the charging port. And then that oh, right. way you always have a fresh battery.
4: Well, so,
1: what we, what we do with our cameras, the the mirrorless and DSLR cameras that we use, and you can even do it with the higher end up cameras that are designed for filmmaking. They have external batteries They you can have V mount batteries for your um, higher end cameras. They're just huge freaking batteries that power everything on your camera for hours and hours and hours. You don't have to change. Oh batteries at all oh, and that's wow. that's what we do we use external yeah we use really high capacity external batteries for everything we do because you know when you have to stop and change the battery that's that can impact your shoot right. and your investigation whatever you're doing so we design everything around external high capacity power so that will run our equipment I think the battery on my main rig
2: will power it for two days straight If you, if you had a card that record that long. Wow. So, yeah, that's amazing though. But yeah, for some of us that, you know, do what we do and we don't have all that, you know, little extra, um, money folks, this is definitely a good way to go. You know, I mean, you can Uh do this or you can get involved into the bigger battery. Now, some of these like this one, um, I know that I can plug it right into the regular, you know, wall socket. And it'll run. Put it on a stand and do whatever you want as well. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: nice.
2: But then, then again, it depends on how much you know, it, your hard drive—you know—how much you can actually record. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff. I love it, Bill Davis. I got the
3: power. <laughs> <laughs> That's he man. he man. has
1: got a couple nice cameras,
3: yeah. right? Doesn't he man say that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I have yeah. the power to be I have the precise. Power. All right, so, um, so yeah, I, you guys, I, I put over here in the, uh, in the chat. You know, so if you Wanted to know a little bit more about Justin, he gave yeah. me a bio, and I, I put his whole bio right in there in the feed, so that you guys could take a look at it. Um, so if you have questions as well, you can use that to, uh, feed your questions. You know.
3: So, <laughs> so since I sneezed, and by the way, neither of you said "bless you," but people in the comments did. I didn't well, hear sorry. you sneeze. <laughs> What's that?
1: I didn't even hear you sneeze. What? (laughs) Gesundheit.
3: (laughs) like blew both of you away with that sneeze.
1: I didn't even hear it.
3: And the funny part is, is my sons who are right in the two rooms next to me didn't say it either.
2: Okay, so what is this? Uh let's see every Tuesday at eight PM Eastern, necromancer live show bi monthly, where Justin interviews other paranormal researchers, celebrities, and psychics and interface death weekly every Friday. So that's that's one of the other things that you're involved in then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do stuff
1: like this right here. The Tuesday show that I do every Tuesday is called my paranormal soapbox. I do it with uh, Jessica and Missy. And pretty much what I do is I pick out a topic to get up on my soapbox, tell, give my opinion. And then I'll allow my, uh, the viewers and my following to tell me what they think. And we kind of have an open panel, so to speak for an hour or, or more about the topics so we can kind of, you know, it's just a cool little blog show.
3: That's yeah, actually like it.
1: pretty popular. It, it it's on RU Media. It's on my blog page. It's on paranormalwarehouse.com. Um, the necromancer show is where I interview folks like this format. And I do that twice a month
4: That's on awesome.
1: Wednesdays. And on Fridays, we do yeah. something called Interface Death Weekly, to where we, you know, I get on paranormal websites and look up look up all the latest trending paranormal news and we we review mm-hmm. it, we report it and uh then we get uh we we talk about the new ghost hunters episodes and the stuff they got what would they think people submit mm-hmm. photos and videos either online or stuff that they've captured and we review it
4: that's cool and
1: uh
2: we have that type of show on fridays that's awesome so i definitely want you guys to check all that stuff out uh, go- with the lucky
0: land you can get lucky just about anywhere
2: Uh, we need to we need to work together and network on this stuff that's the only way uh this is going to work as a whole we we have to do it now i don't know if you guys have gotten to this question uh krista had put up here before you go out the oh, video do you do a lot of homework
1: oh yeah i mean you can't avoid that at all we have production meetings to talk about how we're going to shoot this stuff uh I don't, you as a paranormal investigator, you really don't want to front load your brain with all kinds of stuff right. to suggest. Right. But when you're doing a documentary or filming the stuff, you have to do the logistics of interviews, people you're interviewing, things that you're shooting, knowing the history to do all the narration of the films. So you have to know
2: all the stuff about everything. Right. right. And basics Bill, like when you're, oh, sorry, Cindy.
3: I was just saying, Bill said Friday's show is the bomb.
2: Because oh, cool. th- he does that with me on Friday. Uh, um, <laughs> there you go. There you go.
3: Kristen Holmes, Clancy Prentice, and Plato Angelakis.
2: There you go. I I was I'm trying to remember now what how my question was. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right, honey. It's well, we were talking just- about all the research you have to do for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Justin. Um, one of the things that that I find and 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 it's something that I I I don't agree with um when i started out 34 years ago you know when you first start out you don't know what the hell you're doing you're just out there Mm -hmm. you're you're doing the best you can you think that you know it all um but and and, you know we were carrying those big ass cassette tape (laughs) recorders that you push the button and hang off your belt and all that other crap little notepads and you know because there wasn't all this gadgetry um you're better off then, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, is like uh, my point to this uh, real quick is that um, you learn from trial and error. And But mm-hmm. one of the things that I always uh, found myself doing was making sure that I kept good notes and writing mm-hmm. everything down. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you do have something to – you have to have something to go back on. And this memory is something sucks. we talk about. Yeah, well, especially yeah. when you're 54. But, you know, you have to – Cindy and I talk about this all the time. There's a couple. I'm going to say there's three things that are very, very important for us when we investigate. One is making sure that we are fully prepared, and that means spiritually um, as well as physically with what we're doing. Um, And you know, she's always saying to our guests, "Are you protecting yourself?" You know, and I think you know because yeah, because we don't know. uh, We don't have enough information out there yet. it's not a bad thing to do is to make sure that you protect yourself. Um, The other thing is that I really truly believe that we have to take notes and we have to create some type of paperwork or have something there that we can go back on to, Mm to reference, to have to say, you know, Hey, say a team 10 years, 10 years from now goes to the same location. Maybe there's something that connects. I mean, and Mm -hmm. that's where the work comes into and that's where sharing comes into. That's where we may, get a a foot forward instead of a foot backwards, because there's just so many times we chase our own tails in this field or this community, um, Mm -hmm. because we just don't have the data. And if we were to share more of the data and at least, you know, offer opinions because of the data we have, um, I think we'd be better off, you know, and
1: I have some, I have some things to add to that when you're done.
2: Okay. All right. And the third thing I was going to say is, um, with with us when we investigate um, you pretty much have to look out for each other and I do see that on some of these videos that are on YouTube sometimes they're not really taking precautions that they should and um, running in a dark place where you can't see your hand in front of your face is a no-no and you know if, if you have somebody with you as in a partner you want to make sure that you know where he or she is at all times mm-hmm. so you you can't take chances folks So those are the three main things that I just wanted to throw in there um, as an overall that you guys should be taken and being aware of, but go ahead, Justin.
1: Well, when you talked about data and it's, it's, it's something that we definitely need to hear all the time on shows. So the, my, Mm -hmm. my input on it is there's no standardized practice for acquiring the data. Mm -hmm. So that's a, one of the main problems. There's a lot of people out there that are self-taught. They're learning, like you said, through trial and error. They're making a lot of mistakes. So there's no real authority out there in a paranormal field to teach people and to hold them accountable for good data acquisition practices. Wow. So that is one of the main problems. If you had a database of every investigation conducted by every field researcher out there that mm-hmm. all, you know, mm-hmm. learn the proper ways at least w- the the ones that are agreed upon by all the leading people in the field which is the best that we can do then that's when you can take that wealth of data and start connecting dots start finding correlations and start progressing the work that is mm-hmm. why it's not progressing right now because the standardization's not there right we mm-hmm.
4: we, we discussed this United we discussed
3: this United.
2: what like two years ago, right? when you first
4: yeah.
3: came
2: on on board, Cindy, I think this is something we were pushing there it, for a while.
3: We were talking about that so heavily. and then this is what came came of it. who is who is choosing the standardization? Who's keeping track of that website where all of that data is stored and and the thing is is nobody wants to have that um, responsibility. Well, yeah, I think it's I think it. it's
2: money too. You have to think yeah. about those other things as yeah. money, yeah. um, time, so much work involved into it. You have to be able to
1: get some return right. because you have to invest pretty much your your uh, life, your, your life. Yeah. economic yeah. life into it.
4: <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's nobody going to pay anybody to do that. So you, that's why it's not there.
3: And the right. thing is, is if I mean, think about it this way: if all of the teams. If we put, you know, we had a monthly fee, right? Like a dues. We all got into it. That really wanted the standardization, right? We do a monthly fee to help with the costs. So whoever it is that's really taking care and is the caretaker of all this information, there is money for this to be taken care of. So this is not- You're
1: talking about tax.
4: Yeah, yeah. But, yeah.
3: but you would do it as a, as a non, Um. what is it called? Non, it's eluding me right now.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
3: Scotty, what is yours? What did, what was um, the-
4: Nonprofit. Yeah, nonprofit. Yeah.
3: Nonprofit, thank you. Yeah. So if you, well, we- if you look at it as a nonprofit, then it's, it's, you get that tax break. You don't have to worry about that. So we could- because it's not only just data research, it is also like progressing of the um of of the community. You know, well, it's
2: nice about the thought about this, Cindy, those. It's a great thought. And just, you know, we've we we've we discussed this and it's great that Justin yeah. is thinking the same thing. But yeah. there are so many other factors that we have to put into this. Like who right. would we choose? Because you would have to elect whoever it is to take care of it and trust because
3: them we enough. We you know? we would have to Because everybody that's involved would want to have their say. And if they're putting their money and they're paying their dues, they're going to want a say in it. And and the thing is, is we can have it that way, right? If we talk and as a community and as a group, we say, this is the information that we have collected. This is what everybody wants to say. And then we can all put our minds together and narrow it down, right?
1: Right. Well, right. there's a model. If you kind right. of model it to the scientific community and how right. it advances our technology forward, it's not perfect. It's right. human element involved to it, but it's yeah. it, it progressed our culture and our way of life forward for the most part. Now, there, yeah. there are some things, bad things, obviously, but right. as long as you're seeing advancements – And if you look at our scientific advancements and our technological advancement, it's increasing exponentially now. Right, right. So if you modeled modeled this after that, then you would only expect to see similar results.
3: Okay, so I want to address something that they're talking about in here. Um, So they're talking about profit. We've already discussed that, that there's not necessarily any profit, but because any of the money is going to the nonprofit to help this, you know, be monetized, right? Um, But Josh Bender said, you can't always trust the data. Not so. You can only submit data that's replicable,
1: well, it's a peer review model it's a peer review model like in the scientific community you put out a paper you do experiments and it's peer-reviewed and once it's past the peer review you're able to replicate and authenticate and validate and you know predict things like for example you want if you go into the hensdale house and Daniel says in this room voices come out of the thin air so there's a there's a claim. So you wanna predict that happening and replicate that. Now there's other variables there. You might be dealing with something that has free will like we do. They can answer your questions. They can not answer your questions. They can interact with you. They can not interact with you. So there's other elements you have to take into consideration. It takes uh, a body of geniuses to do this. I mean, I'm just gonna be blunt about it. All these people need to have their IQs tested. All these people need to go be analyzed and say, okay, you guys are freaking geniuses. You guys are going to handle all this data and vet all these different claims and you know all this stuff, and it's taken upon them.
3: I don't necessarily agree with that you have to have a specific IQ. We have doctors now that do not live up to specific IQ levels. So I do believe that we have to have some type of standardization, and there has to be a certain... Be- or
1: intelligence.
3: Intelligence. Yes, okay. I agree. There has to be some sort of intelligence, right? We can't have anybody that has mental illness, per se, right? I mean, there are things that we really would need to discover. But this one is funny. It's <laughs> just a funny one. Robert White, you crack me up. He said, there are no nonprofits. Ah. Oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's the one I was going to put up there. And, I unfortunately, another comment came in right afterwards, and I missed it. But um, I love yeah. it because Bill Davis says, IQ, I'm out. <laughs> I What's love that? it. <laughs> Bill Bill Davis, IQ, I'm out. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think we could just sum it up by
1: stating that it's there's no, no perfect model, no perfect situation, right. no flawless scenario, but it definitely right. could be better. Right. And we're not doing what we need to do to make it better.
2: I agree. I agree. We all sit back and we we sit on our thumbs and our hands and we do our own thing and we don't we don't uh, necessarily put anything forward, you know. And and that's that's a sad situation for all of us. I mean, we tried here a couple of years ago. We reached out to five other teams locally and said, "Hey, what would you feel about having a standard um, form or something that we could fill out to." Uh, to use when we investigate or when we're done investigating and so on and so forth. And you know, we had everybody's like, Yeah, let's do it, but then when you put stuff out, you don't hear back from them. So it's like um there's reasons I think that are universal.
1: Every yeah. this is all volunteer, this is all right. passion project stuff. Right,
3: exactly. So
1: you run out of fuel to accomplish those things very right. easily because you have to prioritize it with everything else.
3: Yeah. Yep. I mean, mean, we have thought about so many of these issues and we have gone through the 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 difficulties and the positives and and I mean we still come back to the same thing. Nobody wants to volunteer the amount of time and energy that it would take to do this because you couldn't take you couldn't take this database and pass it around to all of those um people in these in in here. Um All these groups, right? You can like have them all be the caretakers of it because because there's the problem of too many hands in the cookie jar, right?
1: Well, okay, here, Cindy, this is how it should be done. <laughs> once you once you have some, okay, yeah, don't give me your money, I'll buy deadlights with it. That that is <laughs> a legitimate problem, but hey,
3: uh, what are deadlights? I'm confused. It's,
1: it's it's an infrared, um, and it's a Paranormal Illuminator Company that me and Josh Bender um, established a few years ago. He builds custom infrared, full spectrum, and regular oh, lighting systems for people to to light their the night up. So, right, got it. We can talk about that if you want, but just to kind of go off of what Cindy said. So this is how I would model it. You would, you would get all this group of people that have training that all agree on a consensus mm-hmm. that this is the standard of how we're going to collect the data. This is the equipment we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. And once it's recorded and documented, they give it off to another party, which their job is to take all the data and graph it. Okay. Ooh, okay. And once you start graphing it, then you start seeing what comes out of the actual research. So data loggers, for example, if someone gets an EVP, you want environmental data and all kinds of other data points associated with it to see what kind of patterns and trends form. So it would help predict, replicate and validate anomalous phenomena. So for example, there's an EVP here that cannot be explained. You went through all the exhaustive work to know that it is an anomalous piece of data what other things are anomalous that you might see pop up so you might see pressure drops temperature changes electromagnetic field spikes for example -hmm. And you start correlating these things with these other types of uh, phenomena. Once you do that enough, then you start building evidence or supporting evidence to suggest that these things are involved. So, knowing that information, you can set up experiments to further validate that, to predict it and replicate it and see that happen in experiments. And once you do that, you can develop methods and maybe even equipment and other experiments tailored to this new information to further. Document paranormal phenomenon ways to help us understand it more scientifically and method, mm-hmm. you know, carefully, methodically.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You're taking me back to my psych classes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's so true. It's right on. But, I love it. I, I, but,
2: but exactly. There's you. You. I love the whole thought, and this is something we talked about years ago. I definitely think it's something that should be looked into. Um, but you're still going to get a lot of hesitance. You're going to get a lot of people out there saying. I don't want to be involved. But then that's where you say, okay,
4: you just pick
2: the ones that want to be involved. You just work with those that, that are willing to well, jump on board. Right. So here's the other
1: thing. I'm sorry, Cindy, I have to say this. The people that are smart enough to have the resources in the school to do this type of work, they're yeah. not going to get the jobs to do this work. They're going to get the jobs right. that are already paying them to do what we're right. prioritizing right. in our culture. So that's that right. is the problem. We, If we prioritize this, Up with you know, level or above the stuff that we're our leading scientists and smart people are good at things. People can Mm -hmm. be paid for and do things, it's not gonna happen. It won't happen. Right.
4: Yeah,
2: right. I agree.
3: Leanne says, sounds great in that idea, but not feeling it would happen, not saying I disagree with it, but sounds too perfect. She also says, Okay, now that sounds good if you can get people involved. And this is the butt. This the but is always involved, which is where are we getting the people
1: to do this? Yeah, curing cancer is definitely going to be more of a priority to most people if you pull them than proving right. whether you have ghosts in your house or y- your consciousness exists death. I mean, and that's a, you know, some people may debate that,
4: you yeah.
2: know? Well, they, they well, might. I mean, but look at look at the way the majority of us have, well, why we've gotten into this field or community in the first place. A lot of us are are brought into it Um, because of experiences, and like for myself, it's uh, the bottom line is I want to know whether there's life after death, and that's why that's the purpose of me being in this field whatsoever. So for me, yeah, do I want a cure for cancer? Of course I do. Do I want a cure for AIDS or for the coronavirus? Of course I do. But to people such as myself that also for thirty something years have carried this in the back of my mind of wanting to know is there really life after death? I think you prioritize some of it and you say, well, yeah, this is important to me. So I would be able to put, you know, 50 bucks here, a hundred bucks there, Mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, I think it all becomes prioritized and some of us, we really do want to know what's there, you know, and for me, I will always leave it that way. If you
1: think about the implications of what any evidence that would come out of such research, how it would challenge so many things and it impacts so many things
3: the government just said that ufos are real
1: (laughs) there we live in the most screwed up times
2: right now (laughs)
4: like (laughs) if i i've
2: I've already started covering my face justin i i knew exactly where you were going with this (laughs) it's it, it's like
1: the world's largest stage for the most screwed up reality show you could possibly imagine. It is so crazy right now. And it, mm-hmm. how can it not pop up in every discussion? Right. That you're going to have about anything because it, it's crazy right now. Like just, just everything gets washed out by what's going on right now. It's like almost like you, you cannot function like everybody's like losing sleep they can't get work they don't have money their their life is so um just crazy yeah it's fucked up (laughs) so we can't even get any footing at all right now so that if, if you don't if you don't have things you know smooth sailing at least for the most part screw any type of you know Passion project or trying to get things off the ground. You're just trying to look out for your family, mm-hmm. yourself. It's, right. it's so weird right now. the guys, there's
2: conspiracy theorists wet <laughs> <team> right now. <laughs> I wouldn't even go there. I'm not even going to touch that part. But, yeah. But, you know, what I find, uh, there's a little humor in this, and some people may disagree with me, but, you know, it, here we are in a serious situation across the world with COVID 19. And I find it mm. ironic. And a little humorous that when you look at your social media, all of a sudden the government puts out UFOs are real. Wait a minute, we're dealing with this other serious shit right now. Do you think I really give a flying rat's ass if UFOs are real right now? You know, it, it's kind of funny how they just things are just plugged in there in a serious situation, you know, that right. we're all dealing with.
3: Well, you know, I
2: mean, it, it just drives me nuts. I'm like, it's like,
3: it's God called diversion. It. Number yeah. one. It's yeah. The diversion. distraction.
2: It's, you know, I, I get it, but I, I, I sit back and I laugh, I go, who the fuck comes up with this shit? Who, who decides There's that? There's okay,
1: writing books. Have you <laughs> seen the news? People wrote books about pandemics happening in 2020 and all this stuff like people's already been thinking this shit up though that's the even crazier part
3: yeah well it but there are some people that have that are talking about the trends that they've been watching over the years and leading up to that pandemic and how we just were not taking care of what should have been
1: <laughs> I my, love that's Christmas my wife Christmas. yeah that's my wife I love it
3: I love it um, I would say hi to you know, Bessie and Sean. How are you guys?
1: There, uh, th- that's that, you know, when I covered my face, you knew that's where this was heading. And like Cindy <laughs> said, if you, if you, if you just try to throw everything that you got out into, you know, everybody's face, you can put anything out mm-hmm. there or slip anything through. And even if you see it, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right. You do shit right. about anything right right <laughs>
4: it's
3: so funny I was watching this guy and he was hysterical he's like the government just said UFOs are real but nobody's talking about it there's nothing nobody's talking well they're talking talks.
1: about it but it's
3: uh, it's getting funny.
1: drowned out
3: that's right but it was it just made me giggle because it's so true because listen we are so you know, you know we're we're much more rather wanting to talk about uh, how in this COVID 19 there is all of these uh, paranoid people and and the non-paranoid people and all of the uh, the the shit that's not true and the shit that is real and and the the nurses and the doctors and, and how they're helping and how they're killing their patients. Come on, there's so much shit going on right now.
2: I'm watching the feed.
3: You guys are watching
2: the feed. There are, yeah, there there is a lot of like conspiracy things. If you watch
4: some of these, what they're referring to,
3: yeah, about COVID right now, all of the COVID.
4: Well, that's
1: what the mainstream wants. They want mass hysteria. They want mass confusion. They want smoke. You can't see shit.
3: Listen. That's why we don't watch TV and then we're fine.
1: <laughs> well, what's funny... Don't
3: forget the murder, the murder piece! piece.
1: <laughs> the murder hornets. You have to distract yourself from the distractions.
2: Okay.
3: The murder yes.
2: I, 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 I'm sorry. I may be an asshole for saying this, but the majority of the shit that I see that comes off of social media, I point at the TV and I laugh. I go, "Are you effing killing me here?" You know, it's like this is this is ridic- murder hornets, really. Uh, we've had killer bees for twenty five years, yep. uh, and you know, I I had these white faced hornets just to kind of throw us off the conversation a little bit, but I had them right here off my garage and. I mean, the nest was huge, and I had to get my lawnmower out of the garage door where this thing sat right over my head for for a whole summer. And every time I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get stung! These, these fuckers are gonna, they're gonna get." Yeah, you were, you should remember this. It's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get attacked!" So I, I start up the lawnmower. Okay, it, it, it's noisy as hell. So I got the garage door open. Here's the beehive. I start the tractor, and my eyes are right on that beehive. I'm like, okay, tractor's running. Are they coming out? No. Should I try it? And I'll floor it just to get past, <laughs> just to get past them. But, you know, it's funny that the amount of times that I went through that to, to, to mow the yard and not got stung you know it it, it it's it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me this whole thing of what we're living through right now it's like you know <laughs> i think i think it, and i, I don't want to keep bringing up covid-19 cuz no matter what we say it's going to be there and people are going to have opinions and it's going to be a bunch of shit one way or another and some of it yeah. could be true you decide what's your truth when it comes to that that's that's all i have to say but we have to understand that we cannot change the world around us as a whole. We can change just our own little world, and that's it. And this stuff that comes out that we say on social media, take it with a grain of salt. Grab yourself a big bottle of tequila, and every time something comes out that you just laugh at, take a shot. Because I will guarantee you, by the You'll end of dead. the day, you You'll will be, be dead, so dead. – Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't know. Your liver you won't know will. Your, You will be pickled You will be pickled
3: I love Nick's comment The government
1: (laughs) Gotta watch out
3: Lockdown is over The governments are no longer moving The alien technologies, Robert
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love you Robert You're such an ass I love it though I love it you know, yeah, we've got some good people that follow us. And and I have to tell you that it, 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 we would not be here four and a half years if it wasn't for people like that. Know,
3: they, said, and if they did not put it out there that UFOs are real, why didn't they let the people go into Area 51? Well, because they hadn't put that out there yet, Kathy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that Area 51, we know, had nothing in it. They had already cleared out Area 51. Long
3: um, before that, long well, Barry says, "Or take a shot at Jameson." <laughs> I don't like either of those. How about, how about Jack Fire? <laughs> but I don't even drink that much of that.
2: Kathy so. uh, says we are in a very crazy, we are in a very crazy movie, and they didn't tell us, didn't tell us lollipop. But
3: they paid, they everyone, paid
2: everyone twelve <laughs> everyone twelve hundred dollars for being in the movie. Nice. Oh,
3: hysterical.
2: Well, some people didn't get paid, so, you know.
3: Right. They sure didn't.
2: <laughs> Gotta get on the payroll.
3: Area 57 <laughs> the <Heinz complex>. <laughs> <laughs> he just me up. The hand sanitizer is enough alcohol for me, right? For Ferg's sake. Where's the bourbon? says, Darren, I don't know what you said.
2: What do you find, Justin, in the paranormal field right now that busts your ass?
3: Wait, does "bust your the- ass" mean make you mad or make you laugh?
2: I, I'm gonna say make you like make you shake your head and go, "fucking idiots." Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, it's got to be it's a mixture, Ted. It's got it's a mixture between not uh, ignorance and the uh, the bad end of the spectrum of human nature. Okay. The egos, the fear, the, uh, the ignorance all mixed together mm. is a bad mixed drink, man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I spend 99% of my time learning sponging. Remember we yep. coming full circle. Now you gotta be a sponge. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> connect with people Not like this. Okay. I got, I got two takeaways from the show. The first takeaway is you don't find the paranormal. The paranormal finds you. I agree. And second is at the end of the day, if you can't appreciate another human being for them being a human being and finding something to connect with, you miss the boat, all this other stuff. Okay. That's if right. you, if, if your last breath isn't taken with the satisfaction of saying I did the exact best I could to make my mark and to make some, you know, my children feel like they were loved. They had a father. My wife felt like they had a husband that they could appreciate. And my friends to say that they had a friend that they could rely on that was there for them. That's all you can do now. You can get lucky and make a breakthrough. You can you can get lucky and be involved with something great and wonderful. But it all boils down to what type of human being you are. If you can't, if that can't be the takeaway from each and every day in your life, all the other stuff, you just it's that's that's it. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. If you can do that, then you're going to appreciate the differences and you're going to find middle grounds with people and then you're going to progress. Then you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to listen to this person. I'm going to consider what they're saying. It might pan out to something you will agree with because you opened yourself up to it and then you allowed yourself to be influenced by it. And Mm -hmm. then that's the only way that we can work together. And it's just
2: learn how to be human beings that aren't pieces of shit. <laughs> I, I, get, I I'm one hundred percent on board with you. I I mean, there are so many of uh, so many of us out there that um, truly believe. Like, I'm not a saint by any means, no, and I have had a lot of, I have had a lot of shit thrown at me, and I've had to deal with a lot of crap in my life. But I still have this, and I don't know why somebody should be hitting me with a big maul over the head. But I still believe that in every person there is some good. And that's something that I believe. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you can touch one person, not physically, but if you can touch one person and change their life for the better, then you did something phenomenal. You know what I mean? Yeah. You did something good. You need you need to understand that your neighbors, your mom, your kids, your aunts, your uncles, your best friend, the, the person standing on the street that's, you know, trying to find a job we're all the same we're people we're animals we're we all we are uh, animals. We all yeah well okay we are animals but you know we need to understand that we all affect each other
3: yeah
2: yeah, yeah. you know
1: as you get older you'll learn to be like okay i'm not right all the time i'm wrong quite a bit fess up to it admit <laughs> to your you know
3: Oh,
2: are you kidding me? I am always right. Fuck that. I'm always right.
3: <laughs> no. What?
2: what? was that you said at the beginning?
1: You get you got to be wrong <laughs> to be right.
2: Yeah, I'm joking. Hello, Sarko. so what's
1: that quote? You know, <laughs> um, in order to know something, you have first to, um learn to know uh, to realize you know nothing. Is wh- right. that's, that's a really butchered what? quote? But
3: yes, that was butchered, but it was good because yes, and I can't yeah. think right now.
2: I mean, the biggest thing here for me, one of the things that I take away with the paranormal community is, um, all bullshit aside, bottom line, is that if you cannot, if you cannot understand yourself that you are learning every single day with this stuff, and that you need to continue on learning, that you don't know everything that there is. If you do not continue learning, then you might as well pack your bags go to somewhere else because we, we as a partnership in some sense, like cause Cindy is my partner in the paranormal. So her and I understand that in our partnership, we mm-hmm. have to be able to feed off each other and understand and trust each other mm-hmm. in what we do. Yeah. And if either one of us has this ego and we, we don't, we think we know it all and, and, and we can't just let our ego go mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I'm learning today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm learning, you know, you <laughs> know, I, I can get so pissed over this stuff, but I don't want, I, I'm just going to let it go. But you know, you know what, you know what it is here. This is what it is. I got it for you.
3: Chanel. Oh I my need God. To- Who no. the hell cares? <laughs> <laughs> Chanel, I want, I want to draw something Chanel. I'm going to send you some healing energy. Lovey. Hey, I, what's going I- on with Chanel. She said that she's in so much physical pain right now. She'd kill herself if she didn't have Jackson. So.
2: Oh no 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 no! Yeah, you're needed yeah. and loved, honey. You're needed and loved. That's
3: right. That's, that's right. What, that's
2: what I always tell people. You know. You know.
1: I'm. I'm very similar to how you guys work. You're always getting to know people, learning from people, and connecting with them. It's like the first things first. If you ever need anything, mm-hmm. I'll make time. Right. To yeah. do what I can. Because, you know, if if you can't live by that, you know, all that spiel I gave or the spiel I gave about, you know, being the good person every mm-hmm. each and every day. I mean, you're not gonna be perfect, but just the effort and the intent yeah. is there. That's yeah. you got it. You got to make time for people.
2: Perfect
4: strangers yeah. are the
2: best people to do that for.
3: Yeah.
2: So David or Bill Davis, I want to know what you're pissed about.
3: Yeah. So I do need to know. I mean, I do need to say this, though, is we take advantage of the loved ones that we have around us. We take them for mm-hmm. granted. Mm-hmm. So if you say that, you know, we can we can reach out to that perfect stranger and really show how much empathy we have and show how much kindness we have. We have to remember we have to do that to those people that are close to us, too. Mm-hmm. Because we take them for granted so much. Like my children.
1: You know what they say? They say uh, you never realize what you have until it's gone.
3: Right. right? Exactly. Right. And so, I mean, we have so many people that we know that um, can say that they can say, hey, you know, I wish you would just love your mother. I wish you would just love your father. I wish you would just love your brother, or your sister, because they they're missing theirs now. Right. And so mm-hmm. as long as we can have this empathy for all these perfect, beautiful strangers, we need to have empathy for our perfect, beautiful people in our lives that we take for granted. You know,
1: you, you need to get to know Valerie, right? You would love her.
3: Hi, Valerie, so,
2: Welcome.
3: Oh, so sweet. <laughs> Wait, you said I should get to know Valerie?
1: Yeah, you'll be besties
2: immediately. I, I, I love it i said bill what are you pissed about it's just yeah. a bad joke nobody got it ted <laughs>
3: <laughs> a, well, that's his life funny. story <laughs> it, was, it was funny because i saw christy said hi valerie but i couldn't see her yet right so oh, and it just no. made me think of my bestie who is named valerie
4: Aww. so you
3: don't so, have my bestie it, who is named the, valerie the, but I
1: the synchronicity is
2: we're drowning in synchronicities (laughs) yes we are yes we are yes we are
3: definitely
2: i mean i I, i'm gonna say something here that i i you know i I wish we would have talked before justin i I really like what you say and and what you believe in this and it's 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 blowing my mind it's it's like cindy and i don't get the opportunity to talk with people that have somewhat of a like mind or somewhat you know and it's very nice to mm
3: -hmm.
2: yeah yeah i i'm I'm like damn we should have him over for drinks and barbecue and (laughs) 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 he looks like he could put some ribs away (laughs) god i could i I definitely could we could have a rib eating contest or whatever
3: I want to be around people and laugh and have a good time.
2: You know, it. Hopefully, that will happen. I mean, we uh, August fifteenth, I think, is the date. Um, we have the um, Northeastern um, para Unity Conference right here in uh, in our area, and it's one of those things where we've we've just invited everybody out that would like to talk about the topics without mm-hmm. egos, without. Uh, And we know, we know there's going to be somebody. We, we, we're not stupid. We know this, but it's still an opportunity for people that have like minds with, with the paranormal that would like to get more information, um, would Mm -hmm. like to expand their own research or to see what else they could do to improve what they're doing. Um, and just talk, meet, have a couple drinks, become friends, um, and share what we have. And it's a, it's an open floor, Mm -hmm. you know, that's it. I mean, and We do realize, and this is put on by Paratalk Radio, and we do realize that, you know, not everybody's going to agree with what we're doing and wanting to do this. But literally, we don't care. I mean, there's got to be people out there that want to share, I guess the best way to put it. And and, and if Mm -hmm. we're ever going to get to where we're all doing the same thing or we're at least sharing what we're learning – um, we have to have a place to do it and this is going to be our first one August 15th if it still follows through because of the covid thing. And cool. I just want to extend it to you Justin, you and your team are welcome to join us. I'm just um, hoping that the bash goes on cuz that's oh, my I favorite. Know. I know. Uh, I know.
3: We are but, so hoping about Yeah.
2: It. <laughs> I mean we we have taken we have taken this right to um and some people have they they've agree with it and um the for this thing on August 15th Nobody is getting paid for being there. Everybody's Mm -hmm. paying for their own expenses. That way, everybody is on a level playing field. Um, So
3: nobody's getting. That's the only way to do it. That's the only
2: way to do it. If you want to be a part of it, that means you have to take it upon yourself to be there. That's it. So I just wanted to make sure that that's said. You know, but um, what is this down here? the paranormal community is full of caring, awesome people. I met new teams weekly, and I have never met a bad team.
3: Oh, that's sweet.
2: That's nice. That's nice to hear, though we do know.
3: We do know that they exist.
2: <laughs> yeah, as we talked before this, that, you know, even us having this outlet of Paratalk Radio, trust me, guys, they're shit. <laughs>
1: There's no shit. Dar- Darren probably is good at not stepping in the shit.
2: Well, that's a talent. That's a definite talent. All right, so I got to say here, guys, that we are sponsored tonight. This episode of Paratalk Radio is brought to you by DeVilleInc.com. A lot of tattoos, piercings. Bria is one of our favorites down there, Tony, my nephew. So we're going to take one moment and play their ad. So guys, just hang on one moment. I'm going to mute you and play their song.
4: up on the web at
3: billing.com DeBilling will be specializing you.
2: All right. So I just wanted to make sure I got that in there. So
3: <laughs> hey.
2: at some point, because it should uh, have been
3: show, so. 42
2: minutes ago. So yeah.
3: <laughs> <been> long overdue. <laughs>
2: but hey, I got it in there. That's what counts.
3: I'm very proud of you. You got
2: it, Toyota. That's right. Okay, you guys. So our special guest tonight is sitting here with us, Mr. Justin Brown. Uh, please take a look at the social media that we have posted right here in the video, uh, youtube.com. Um, interface death paranormal research. You can find them there. You can also find them on Twitter. Um, they have their own website as well, they're on Facebook. In fact, before we started the show, Justin said he had a whole bunch of stuff and I put up there what he gave me and, um, but please go check him out, support, subscribe, excuse me. Um, I think, I think Justin falls into, uh, we love him at Paratalk radio. I think that's where he falls tonight. (laughs) I knew it was going to be good. You know, like,
1: like last year at the bash, you know, you were going around saying, Hey, you want to you want to spot we're trying to, you know, spread the love. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I want to talk to these guys. And, uh, yeah. I loved it. I, I remembered every second. I re, I remember Ted, me and Cindy are over talking about all these Uh-oh. unicorns and rainbows and he's over here like, <laughs> going, Oh God, Cindy has found a partner in crime.
4: <laughs>
1: you know, it, it, and, you know, it got to the point where, you know, you you know you gave me a hug at the end and I'm like, "Oh, this must be what she does for every guest." And your viewers are like, "She doesn't hug every guest, Justin." <laughs> 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 so you must have left an impression. I'm like, "Well, that's cool." So
3: uh, that's I that's love
1: beautiful. making friends with people that, you know, are just down to earth. You know, I, they're just they're, you know, they're just very grounded, very, you know, yeah. what's the word? Very cool, just real people.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, we appreciate
1: that. So I mean, I we that.
3: go ahead Cindy. Yeah. I just I was just going to say that um when I did my live last night, one of the one of the girls who I'd gone to high school with um she had said I you just she said something along the lines of you just seem so fun, right? And, th- and what I said was is listen, I firmly believe in authenticity, right? In in genuineness. And I think that with what we do and being in this community, we need to be authentic. We need to have that transparency. Right. I, I know that, you know, not everybody is going to be like me on a show, right. A radio show, but I firmly believe that if we, God, if we have made a connection, I'm going to show you that we've made a connection. And I think that, and I, and I appreciate that. Right. Because I did. It was really, it was really cool. We had a great conversation the last time.
2: What was amazing about that at Gettysburg, I mean, every year we go there, um, we find more people that are just like us and they're amazing yeah. individuals. It's it's a, to me, and I said this before, in fact, I think Cindy has too on the show it's, it's a pair unity event. I mean, you feel the love when you get there. There's the, the people are yeah. fantastic, and and I'm gonna throw Kenny Biddle under the bus here. And I don't <laughs> know if he's watching. Like he's sing. <laughs> but you know, Kenny Biddle uh, was one of those guys that uh, our energy didn't mix in the beginning. But what was funny about that is after Gettysburg, we actually went. Uh, uh, Sheila and I went to eat, and Kenny Biddle was sitting by himself, and we actually invited him to sit with us. And we actually had a conversation, you know, Mm -hmm. and and my opinion that I first had of him was totally, and it's not like it was a real bad opinion. It was just, I was a little pissed and, you know, but it was, it was, it was good. It turned out to be a a great friendship between us. And now he's working on the same network. We are at WLFEDB radio. There's a Mm -hmm. plug. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's great stuff to get to meet different, um, Positive of people. I mean, just different people. Period. They're just well, there, amazing.
1: There's something to be said there. And what, what I'm going to say about this is everybody needs to listen because it's very uh, helpful. If you if your viewpoints are not challenged and if you're not able yeah. to accept that challenge and come out with some type of friendship, common ground, or agreement to a disagree. It, it, I mean, there's there's a human person there behind all that. Once you can gather the intel you need to discover what's behind that facade mm-hmm. that they're putting out there, you gotta you gotta know how to connect. And Kenny
3: and I have, have an agreement to disagree. <laughs> yeah,
1: Kenny will have those moments to disagree, but behind there, I'm telling you, is a great guy. Like yeah, well, I, I agree. I am not. I mean, I'm coming out of the closet a lot this time. I am not yeah. the science guy that everyone <laughs> thinks I am. I have psychic abilities. Everybody does. The <laughs> moment I s- I locked real eyes with him, I knew everything I need to know about the man. He is sweet, kind, loving, everything you want to see in a person. It is in there and all that stuff, the facade, that's not Kenny.
2: He is a great guy. And it you know it, it falls back on you being an individual. If you put up right. that wall and you don't allow that person's real, Mm-hmm. Um, personality and all that stuff to come through to you—that's on you. I mean, that's it. You know, it's all on you. Um, okay, so and I'm now gonna... I—I'm I, waiting for Kenny to come back in here and say, "Justin, you just ruined my reputation again." I, I really <laughs> am waiting for that.
3: So I want to say something to Nick and to Barry because they're both saying how they really want to go to Gettysburg. Listen, I'm hoping Gettysburg Bash goes on as planned because, listen, guys. If there's anything that I would want you guys to be able to experience, it would be the Gettysburg Bash. It's
1: it's, it's life-changing.
4: It's,
3: it's it awesome. It really is amazing. And I think that once you went there, especially, I mean, you have to visit the battlefields while you're there as well. But really, you meet So many amazing, cool ass people, people that are so down to earth and, and, you know, egos aside and it's just a really nice place. And we help raise money for, for organizations. Can I say,
1: can I say something about that? Sure. My first Gettysburg Battleship, I think it was a second annual one that the first one I went to. And what one was
3: this one? Is this the fourth one? I think it's the up?
1: fourth one because uh, yeah. I've been, I've only missed one. So, yeah, the heroes for hire, the people of you know, <laughs> the wounded warriors that the see those kids, the sick hey. kids they bring in, and to see that guy that does the Batman cosplay that oh, energy gives me chills.
3: Right.
1: I, I stand there like I listen to everything that man says like everything yeah. going on the whole energy of Gettysburg and that place and what Steve and Pam has done like yeah. it's it's deeply life changing and yeah. the, you know, that cause and all that stuff wrapped up into that is <laughs> you gotta go be a part of it you, you will understand once you get there
3: yeah
2: um I'm gonna uh Gettysburg Battlefield. I'm trying to get the the date oh, up there. 24, 25th, 26th of July. Okay. Yes.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I was I, trying to I, get I, that. Tattooed.
2: You can get you can get a cool <laughs> Gettysburg tattoo while you're there too. Yeah, yeah. get Tony. Tony. Hey, Tony's there. But you know, I'm gonna say something else that, that, that we got have
3: on arms.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we I
3: we got, can see it. I got this one. And this one, these were right after uh Para Fest, though. But well, that's did, what I was did. gonna
2: bring up was ParaFest I- for us uh, here in New York. I mean, that's the yeah. only real paranormal um or paracon or whatever you want to call it that we have up here. And um it, it, it's going on, it's I don't remember how many years now, but it's it was always so very small, but it's getting bigger and better, and I I, I believe right. we're getting the same feel as as Gettysburg Gettysburg because yeah. the people are they're so great you know and a lot mm-hmm. of the people that were at Gettysburg are coming up here to the Rochester Winter Prayer Fest and uh, we yeah. had moved we had moved the we had moved the time because it was in the winter time because um, we were we are the first Paracon to set them all it's, off it's in the winter time uh, but we moved it back to March so that more people could come to the event and and mm-hmm. I'm gonna plug our own event because hey it's it's a paratalk radio event. So right. uh Rochester Winter Parafest 2021. Um, I think it's March 13th and 14th, uh something like that. So, guys, you can always so. check that out. It's on paratalkradio.com as well as WLFE-db.com and when, what all that stuff. But you can always reach out to us and we can give you the dates. And I'm sure the closer we get, the more we'll be talking about, but um, I myself, I enjoy going to the Paracons, no matter what it is, like para unity yeah. in New Jersey. New
3: Jersey.
2: I, you know, it was a good. I liked it. I I love John. I love Chris. That it's a it's I like a great
3: to be this weekend, but unfortunately, yeah, it,
2: it was. Changed. But it's you know, a, a lot amazing. of these are are being moved because of the COVID thing. So please,
3: yeah. my point please is, is, is that if you love some of
2: these events, please check on them. Go go look on yeah. your social media. They are um, rescheduling. So. Yeah,
3: New Jersey Para- Para Unity was supposed to be this weekend, I believe. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, yeah. uh, it can't happen. But go and check on the dates because these people are good people as well. All, all the Paracons that, that have had to reschedule. Um, we were fortunate, Teddy. We really were. We got that last weekend in February, beginning of March. So February 29th and March 1st. We got in right under the gun. Um, everything started shutting down two and a half weeks later, three weeks later. So we we were we we got that in. But I, I feel terrible that we've had to reschedule so many things. And uh, thank please you, Jamie. Your favorites, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, yeah. Jamie! Yes, yeah. girl. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, we're getting to that point. We have about seven minutes left. Uh, uh, Justin, is there anything else you'd like to share with us?
3: Yeah, anything you want to plug,
2: whatever. uh, Me
1: and uh, the gang at Interface Death released our first commercial paranormal documentary on our website. It's only available on our website right now. It's called Haunted Hartford City, a paranormal documentary. We had the keys to the paranormal locations in that Mm -hmm. town for over a two-year period. and we released a two hour film on our website, covering those locations, talking to the uh, location owners and the people that have experienced, you know, paranormal, you know, had a paranormal experiences there in our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to help support us um, w- yeah, we have Patreon, we have all that stuff, but to help, to help us the most, um, r- at least renting the film, I think you can get it for you can get it for five bucks to rent it from our website for three days. You can download it for fifteen. Um, the Blu-ray is twenty bucks. I think there may be a, a deal going on soon again um, d- uh, to decrease the price of that for five bucks. But um, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to put our work out there and uh, you know do something that we could be proud of to help us do more films and do what we love. And, you know, money has, unfortunately has to be a part of that because right. you know, 99.9% of the stuff is free that we right. do, but we, you know, sometimes you have to go out in the limb and try things. And uh, if you want to go check out that film, I would love for you guys to uh, watch it. Just go to interfacedeath.net and uh, check it out.
3: That's awesome. And we have Bill Davis that he's from Jersey, but he also said it's an amazing film. Good and Darren said, yeah. an "Awesome yeah. documentary. Watch it, folks. You won't be disappointed." And right. um, th- that's what we like to hear.
2: Yeah. So, Cindy, real quick, because I know we're getting short on time. Mm-hmm. What do you got coming up?
3: Um, tomorrow, I am going to do another live on the psychic Cindy. No, I'm not doing it on my website, thepsychiccindy.com. <laughs> Listen, I have to work on my website. Don't tell me. I already know. Um, but on The Psychic Cindy on YouTube, it will be there. It will be also on Psychic Cindy on Facebook. It's um, on
2: Paratalk and, Radio, too, I believe, right?
3: I usually post um, a link on Paratalk Radio as well.
4: Okay. Um, cool. so cool.
3: in, in, and it's one of the two places. I can only stream in two places, which I'm I've just made it possible for Facebook to be added because it was only YouTube. So I'm doing both of those places, um, and I think it'll be a, a a little bit of a different thing because I normally just do psychic medium reading messages. Um, I think I'm gonna do I'm gonna pull some tarot cards tomorrow. I'm, I'm awesome. It's a little wild and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love it how you put tarot cards are wild and crazy. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm wild and crazy tomorrow.
2: Tarot gone wild
4: tomorrow. <laughs>
3: okay, okay. This is definitely the deck that will be Tarot Gone oh. Wild. See it? Can you guys see just what that picture shows? Oh,
2: oh my.
3: Oh my <laughs> goodness. Gracious. I'm dying to do the unboxing for this Tarot deck.
1: There you go. I,
3: you can steal that
1: idea if you want Cindy to have a
2: show called Tarot Gone Wild. It's probably going to this- be a hit.
3: Just <laughs> scantily. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to plug mine, so everybody's plugging their stuff. Um, Talk with Teddy tomorrow is going to be an interesting show. We have something called The Man Cave. Um, It's going to be uh, Mr. Tony DeVille
4: um, and
2: and Cliff Cameron. Basically, the way it's going to work with them tomorrow, as I guess, because they're I don't even know how to explain this, but basically we're going to give them words and they're going to give us their opinions of those words. So it's going to be oh an interesting man cave and show tomorrow terrified. night on uh, <laughs> talk with Teddy. So if you guys want to check that out, definitely mm-hmm. would talk with Teddy on, um, on Facebook also real quick Friday night, I believe it is, you know, thir- or maybe it's Thursday night, uh, dead city. Yeah. Um, Dead City Clown Collectives or Dead City Collective. Um, we have the entity on. He's one of their uh, horror mm-hmm. figures. Um, he's going to be joining us, and I have a special co-host. Um, she is uh, one of the one of my favorite drag queens of all time. Miss um, Jade is going to be joining us as well. So we're okay. going to see. I, I guess she's coming as a vampire. That day, so we'll see what oh,
3: happens. So, no, that's so fun! So
2: you know, talk with Teddy is a variety show, so we talk about everything and anything. So everybody's welcome to join us there as well. So, fun. all right, guys. Well, you know, I Justin, to,
3: can I can I just say one thing? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go like and subscribe and hit the bell icon on the Psychic Cindy on YouTube, so you can be notified of the lives coming up and for the, any videos that pop up. And then on Facebook, um, facebook.com backslash Psychic Cindy, go like and follow so you can get notified of those um, lives as well there.
2: Right. And guys, you can always find really good shows like this as well. Some of them are kooky like mine, you know, the variety show, but we have a lot of really cool shows on WLFE-DB radio. Or I always say that it's WLFE-DB.com. I always always throw that radio part in there. But uh, John will kill me later. It doesn't matter. But uh, wow. you can always go check that stuff out as well. Um, and, of course, please go and subscribe and like to our YouTube channel here for Paratalk Radio. Just put it up there in the uh, YouTube That's page. Same fun. with Talk with Teddy. Pass huh? us
3: around. Share us. We like it.
2: <laughs> as she always says. Now so, is- Justin, if you want to hang out in the uh, back room with us here before you go, that would be great. Um, we'd like to yeah. chat just a, just a minute afterwards. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Paratalk Radio. And you know yeah. what we always say. No. Wherever there is darkness, there is always...
3: The light.
2: Thank you for listening to Paratalk Radio
1: with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday for another fantastic guest. Please check out our show as well as others on the WLFE-DB Radio Network. And remember, like, follow, and share with everyone.
3: Join us
2: at wlfe db.com for upcoming shows and
4: so much more. Do you
3: do?